Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here or there. Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 149. I am your hostess, Brittany Cross, and welcome to another episode. I am stoked about this episode because my guest is Sarah Kramer. Sarah is not only my friend, but she's also a leader in my community, Small Biz Social Society. She's one of our ambassadors, and she really, really has just stepped into to the leadership role in our community so beautifully. Like when we had our in-person business retreat back in June of this summer in 2022. I mean, people were so excited to meet Sarah. (laughs) Everybody's like, oh my God, it's Sarah, it's Sarah. So I know that you're going to love Sarah just as much as the Small Biz Social Society community does. And I'm going to have that interview with her here in just a second. But before that, speaking of the Small Biz Social Society community, really, really fast, I want to remind you that today, the day this episode comes out, which is Monday, August 29th, 2022, is the last day for our back to school, back to business promotion. So what that means is that you're going to get $10 off your first month of Small Biz Social Society. It's already only 18 bucks a month, okay? So you're getting your first month for $8. You're going to use code 10FIRST2022. So that's T-E-N-F-I-R-S-T-2022 at smallbizsocialsociety.com. If you are new to the show and to me and to all these things, Small Biz Social Society, let me tell you, is a mastermind membership that I created back in 2020 for ambitious, mission-driven entrepreneurs that want to stand out on social media and that wanted to have education, you know, ongoing education because it's always changing in social media. Um, for their social media marketing, their online marketing, their businesses, um, but also to have that community support. And that's what's really ended up being so beautiful in in everything of Small Biz Social Society is the people. When you have a great community, it's always about the people. So while we have regular, you know, I do regular live classes all throughout the year, we have incredible guest speakers coming in all throughout the year that teach things that that are not my specialty. So that way you're getting a little variety there. Um, You have all this education, but I'm telling you, you have these people doing the same thing alongside you, wanting to stand out on social media, wanting to really have that social media presence, that online presence, and build the brand with your mission behind it, whatever good thing you're wanting to do in the world through your business and your brand, that's what you want to showcase, right? And you want to help people and you want to do all that on social media. And that's what Small Biz Social Society is all about. It's a really cool community. Lots of lots of good stuff included. So one more time, today, August 29, 2022 is the last day of our back to school, back to business 
promotion. So it's like back to school time. It's just like this cool time, whether you're a parent or not, it's like this cool, like refreshing time, right? Like where we get a little bit more structured, summer's ending. We need to get back to business and build up that momentum for the upcoming holiday season. So you get started working on your stuff now and you're really building up your social media presence, your email marketing, all your stuff, then that's going to make the holiday season and the new year really flow well for you. So to get your $10 off your first month, you're going to go to smallbizsocialsociety.com and you're going to use code 10FIRST2022. So that's T-E-N-F-I-R-S-T-2022. Okay. All right. That's it. I'm going to zip it because coming up next is my interview with the one and only Sarah Kramer. Today's guest is a registered nurse that has transitioned into fitness and intuitive eating coaching, showing women how to consume food without letting food consume you. After years of dieting, over-exercising, poor body image, and an eating disorder, this gal has overcome obstacles as a result of healing her mindset around these things, and she loves helping other women do the same. She's married to her high school sweetheart, mom to two daughters, and an advocate for normalizing mental health issues. She's also an ambassador in my membership, Small Biz Social Society. And a few fun facts, she has a sweet tooth. She loves Bravo TV whoop, whoop, and spaghetti, but she hates goulash. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Sarah Kramer. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm so happy you're here. And also I had to Google it. Did I say it right? Goulash? I had to Google that. I knew you would have to. <laughs> I just had, I'm like, I think it's a Midwestern thing. Yeah. So I'm like, she's probably going to have to Google it. And yeah. that's I mean, totally when I saw the pictures in the description, I was like, okay, I know what that is, but I didn't know it had a name. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. So you're saying that it's kind of ironic, right? Because they're kind of similar spaghetti and okay (laughs) yeah my family gives me a hard time all the time they're like why don't you like goulash blah 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 because my mom always made it growing up and I'm like there is a difference let's be clear (laughs) right exactly I understand I understand um I'm giving like here in Texas I'm giving a hard time for not like wanting to eat like pork ribs and shit like that. I don't know. It's just, so there's always going to be something right. Um, well, I'm so glad that you're here. Um, my friend, Sarah, and, um, we have some cool stuff to talk about, about social media, but first let's start at the beginning, <laughs> not way at the beginning, but I do want you to, right. That would be a bit too much. We don't have time for that, but, um, I want you to please first, um, tell me what, what took you from, cause you were a registered nurse for years. And then you switched into being a coach. What, why did you do that? Yeah. So I have been a registered nurse for 15 years now. Um, I worked many, many years um, full-time as a nurse. And um, then we started having kids and life was very busy and very packed. And um, I have always enjoyed fitness. Fitness has always been like a part of my life. And as time went on, I was starting to get a bit burnt out with nursing. And I was like, I need something else. What is something else that I could do that would kind of um, light a fire in me and bring me that joy? but wouldn't take up a lot of time. Right. Um, so fitness coaching was what I kind of started doing as a little side hustle. 
And I was like, this is kind of the missing piece to my puzzle. This is something that I can make work and just do with bits of time. So I started with some fitness coaching and then I started um, going part-time as a nurse and it just evolved into me transitioning from being a nurse into doing the coaching full-time. Cool. So you... And how do you feel, excuse me, um, now that it's been some time, cause about how long has it been since you were a practicing nurse? Like two and a half years. Okay. So yeah, it's been a chunk of time. How does it feel now that you've had enough time to look back on that, on that change? Cause I mean, it's, it's a big deal to make that kind of a change, but you did it gradually. So maybe it wasn't so shocking or. Yeah, it was a big deal. It kind of all worked out because we were living in a different state at the time. And my husband took a new job um, in Iowa, where we're originally from. And so it just worked out that the transition all happened right before the pandemic. And I was like, this is a perfect opportunity for me to really go in on my coaching. So it just kind of all aligned. That's cool. That's cool when that happens. Cause it's not how everything always happens. Um, <laughs> I love that. Okay. And then, so tell, tell everybody what it even means to, to do into, or what intuitive eating, I was going to say to do intuitive eating, I guess it is a verb, but anyway, what does intuitive eating mean? Cause that is your specialty. Yeah. So intuitive eating is a non-diet approach. It is eliminating the whole diet cycle and moving away from that. And really intuitive eating is going back to the basics of eating. And we were born intuitive eaters. And then at some point we kind of got straight away from listening to our body, from tuning into our body, um, from enjoying food. And so intuitive eating is about satisfaction with food, nourishing your body in ways that feel good to you and kind of figuring out how to eat um, without food rules, because there aren't food rules with intuitive eating. That's more of a a diet type mentality. Um, So it's knowing that all foods fit and that foods are not good or bad and that you have the ability to choose what you eat based on what sounds good, what satisfies you, what gives you energy, what digests well, and that's going to look different for everybody. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's definitely something that's, um, helped me in general, just knowing you, right. Just even just talking with you, seeing your social media content. It's just a really in my opinion, my humble opinion, I'm not an expert, but just a really healthy way to kind of look at, um, at eating for me, it was. So I, I love it and I appreciate it. Now, if you're wondering, we are going to talk about social media, just <laughs> we're getting there, but I wanted to set it all up because it really does matter for our, for our topic, which is talking about sensitive subject matter as what we're talking about now on social media. Um, but I'm curious to know before we do that, what about your, what about your journey? Like what, what inspired you to finally just officially be like, no, it's intuitive eating for me. It's no more this, this stuff I've been going through and all this, the difficult things that you've been through. Like, was there a moment that hit you or was it also a gradual thing? Like, you know, the nurse thing. 
Yeah, it was, um, it was a gradual thing, but then there was a time when it just kind of hit me. So I had an eating disorder as a teenager. I got through that. And um, then I spent a decade um, with disordered eating habits. And there's a difference between an eating disorder and disordered eating. An eating disorder is a mental health issue. Whereas disordered eating is just kind of a, um, it's a lot of food rules, it's dieting, that kind of thing. And so I spent my 20s um, dieting and over-exercising, poor body image. And then I started having kids at 25 had our first daughter, then a couple years later, had our second daughter. And as they started to get a little bit older, um, you know, where they could start to understand things more, hearing things more, taking things in, um, when they were probably around three and five, um, which was like five years ago now, it hit me that I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't continue dieting. I can't continue putting myself through this because it is mentally draining. It is physically exhausting. And so seeing my kids get a little bit older, the thought of them going through these same things, that was the catalyst for change. And it was a gradual lead up. But at one point I was just like, I'm done and I can no longer do this. And I am going to start making changes in order to really work on my views on food, how I feel about food, um, the way that I eat, the way that I move my body, and most certainly the way that I speak about myself and find that acceptance of who I am. That's fantastic. Isn't it beautiful the things that can come from, from our relationship with our kids and stuff. I mean, beyond the, the stuff that all the stuff that probably most people go through, but then we have these specific things that are so specific to us as individuals that you, you're, you look, like you said, you thought about them and even yourself. And and it's like, wait a minute, hang on. (laughs) I want to be this role model. I want to help them. And, and, you know, and you knew, or it seems like, you know, you needed to help yourself first, you know, to be able to then be equipped to help them. And then of course now clients and, and whoever follows you on social media. Um, and I think that that's a big, it's just a big thing. I think for everybody out there to think about no matter like what your struggle is. Right. So it may not be with disordered eating or, or, or dieting or whatever it, it could be, whatever it is. But like when you finally take that time to start healing yourself inside, no matter what that means, whether it's therapy, whether it's not, whether, I don't know, whatever the hell it is, right. <laughs> it's just like amazing what you can do. And then that takes you onto social media. And most people listening to the show want to show up on social media in a, in a big way, in a good way and make that positive impact, which is what you're doing. So then it helps you transition into that. Cause you've worked on yourself and you literally have done the things like the people that you're coaching and the people following you, you have actually walked that walk, you know? And I think that's important because a lot of people on social media, maybe <laughs> claim to be <laughs> an expert or something, and maybe they're not. So, okay. So diving into social media. So what, what I told you, I would love to talk about is how you, your, your, your content is it's sensitive subject matter for the most part. And it's, it can be very deep and very serious for 
um, people. And it's totally, totally makes sense. How did you feel at first? So like however, however long ago it was that you really started getting active on Instagram. How long ago was that? And how did it feel talking about this sort of thing publicly? Yeah, it was, it was, it was like five years ago when I started gradually showing up here and there, dabbling a little bit, right? Kind of how we all do in the beginning. And it was uncomfortable. And there was a big fear um, of me putting things out there and of me um, talking about heavy things that I had gone through because I hadn't talked about with people that I had had an eating disorder or, um, you know, my struggles um, with dieting and things like that. I kept that all in here. And, you know, my husband knew and things like that, but starting to put myself out on social media, I mean, there was like this, this resistance at first, because I thought at the time I was very much concerned about what people would think about me. That was like a a big thing then. And then I just started gradually showing parts of my workouts and I started, you know, um, just incorporating bits and pieces. At first I was doing things differently than I am now. I was sharing more about what I was eating specifically and, um, that kind of thing. And this is important because in the beginning of my journey on social media and like Instagram in particular, I was talking about weight loss and, um, making yourself smaller. Whereas now I'm not talking about, I I shifted my content and I shifted the things that, um, I mean, I, I pivoted my coaching in general because I felt that was no longer serving me and that wasn't bringing me joy to talk about those things. And I didn't want that to be the focus. So I started doing, um, I started shifting my content and that fit, that transition feels so much better for me. And I really started shifting my content a year and a half ago. And it feels way truer to me and where I am. And I think that um, it helps a lot of people. Right. Yeah, it really does. Like like I said earlier, I mean, it it helps me just by simply knowing you and paying attention to your content without even digging in any deeper than that. So it's just proof to show that who you surround yourself with on social media, it really does make and in real life too, but you know, um, it really does make a big impact. Well, <clears throat> I can imagine that was really uncomfortable at first. I mean, what the hell? Like you're like, Oh, um, hi world. So, um, once upon a time I had an eating disorder, um, you know, uh, so no big deal. Bye. Like what <laughs> it had to feel so nerve wracking. Right. Cause like you said, like your husband knew maybe a couple people, but like not the whole world or even the five people that were on your first live video, right? That's so nerve wracking. Um, Did you, do you feel like looking back on that? I'm just trying to think of advice for somebody who's like going to get started on this sort of thing. Do you think looking back on that, it was just like, you had to be like, okay, just screw it. I just have to freaking do something. Oh yeah. Dive in. Oh yeah. You just have to start and you have to start somewhere. And in the beginning, I mean, everybody looks back at their early posts and things like that. And they're like, Oh, for God's sake, you know? (laughs) Um, but you learn as you go and you start to kind of, um, get into this groove 
and showing up becomes easier, the more consistent that you are. And so once I became consistent posting on social media, then it was just like second nature. And the ideas would just come to me, um, you know, when I'm trying to go to sleep at night or during a workout or these random times of content and things that I could talk about. So yeah, it's uncomfortable in the beginning, but I think you slowly start to talk about more things as you're comfortable. Like you don't have to spill your guts in, you know, the first five posts. It's a very gradual thing. Right. Okay. Okay, cool. What about, you know, earlier I was saying like, it's, it's a serious subject that you're dealing with. I know a lot of people listening, um, their specialty is also in something that can be quite serious, quite deep, um, even dark perhaps, right. Depending upon what they do. But what's so cool and so interesting about you and your content is that all your content is not serious. You have your moments, but you also are a funny person in general, and you let that shine through, even though you're talking about this sensitive subject matter on social media, how did that come about? Like, did you, the, you use your, I assume you use your humor more now than maybe at first has that developed over time? Cause you're really funny, but I still get that you care and like you're being sensitive to it, you know? Let's take a quick break to talk about this special promotion happening in my mastermind membership, Small Biz Social Society. This is a community for ambitious entrepreneurs that want to stand out on social media. If you are building a personal brand on social media, this is for you. Right now, you can enroll for just eight freaking dollars. That's right. You're going to get $10 off your first month of Small Biz Social Society when you use code 10 first. 2022. That's T-E-N-F-I-R-S-T-2022. You're going to get education, you're going to get community, and you're going to rise up together alongside this fabulous group of people. Go to smallbizsocialsociety.com and use code 10FIRST2022 to get $10 off your first month. Get in for just eight freaking dollars. This is such a cool opportunity. It expires August 29th, 2022. Don't miss it. Yeah. So I definitely have very sensitive subjects that I talk about. It's very, um, people keep these things like very close to them and they don't always talk about it. And so it's, it can be very heavy conversations and I thought about it and I'm like, I, when people come to my page, I don't want them to feel this like, oh my God, this is just so heavy all the time. And it's just all this serious stuff. And finally I was like, I'm going to start incorporating my humor, but also have a really solid message and have a message that makes an impact. So yeah, I may be using Instagram reels are my jam. And so I may use a funny audio sometimes, but the copy that I have with that video can be very impactful. So I'm combining this humor with also this relatable um, kind of serious topic. And so it doesn't feel so heavy. That way, when you come to my page, you're like, okay, like this is serious, but 
I can also kind of breathe a little bit also. And it makes me feel like, okay, I'm not alone. Like she, she is, you know, somebody that can kind of help me work through these things. And it doesn't just have to be this draining experience. Right. That's exactly how it feels. That's exactly how it feels going looking at your, at your Instagram and at your TikTok and everything that you're building. Um, speaking of that, speaking of TikTok, that was something I wanted to ask you about. So um, let's nerd out on that for a second. When we talk about Instagram versus TikTok, I know you're newer to TikTok, which I guess most people are because it hasn't been around as long. Um, what's your take on that? How are you feeling about, I mean, they're so different. Do you, do you have like a comparison? Do you like one more than the other? What are your feelings on it? They're so different. Yeah. Instagram and TikTok are just like night and day of sorts. Yeah. So Getting into a groove with TikTok was a little bit challenging, I found in the beginning. And I was very, um, I was having a little bit of growth, but I was finding I was kind of like stagnant with views and things like that. And then all of a sudden, the past, like, I don't know, couple of months for me, I started to kind of figure it out. And I started posting more on there each day because my goal was growth. My goal was to get to a thousand followers so that I would be able to have a link um, in my bio for the master classes I offer or to my website because based on the type of account I have on TikTok. And so I had this video, I have a video that went viral and there were a lot of mean people that commented on that video, right? The Kim K video (laughs) sister, that thing, that thing is still moving and grooving months later. (laughs) And I'm like, I wish this thing would just stop, but, um, you can mute, you know, you can turn off comments. So that's very, that's a very good thing. If you're having negative, a lot of negative type trolling comments, turn off the comments. Okay. That, okay. That's a good suggestion. Yeah. Like, um, like, like yeah. Cause it's like, cause how long ago was that, that post? I mean, cause now we're in August. So that was, it was three months. Damn. And it's still cruising along. Yeah. That's a long time to get annoying comments. That's yeah. It, and I just turned off the comments like last week. And so, um, cause I was finally like, no, nah, this is enough. I don't like it, but, right. um, Then I started having a video increase in views recently and the followers were just coming in and coming in and coming in. And I'm like, these are the kind of people based on that, um, TikTok I did. I'm like, this feels better. This feels, um, this feels good. And so I am at almost 1200 followers on TikTok now, which I think is wonderful, um, because I'm, I'm seeing growth faster, but people are aggressive on TikTok. They're much more aggressive on TikTok than Instagram. So you kind of have to be, um, prepared for that because it's, it's a different platform. Um, but it's also great because you can repurpose your content. You can use, you know, video on Instagram and you can use that same video on TikTok and, Maybe sometimes you just use a different audio based on whatever, but, um, right. 
That's, that's, um, that's a good point, but, but about repurposing, but I wanted to ask you specifically though, just cause you know, I'm a big fan. Well, I'm a big fan of running thoughts with Sarah. Um, <laughs> it's so funny and you cut the video so nicely where it's like quick, quick, quick. Um, so anybody out there there, there's a little, there's a side tip for you. If you're editing your own little video and you've got little pieces put together, make it quick and make there be less, um, downtime in between each thought. But anyway, talk about talking to the camera because in running thoughts with Sarah um, and in a million other things that you're doing, you're talking to the camera a lot. You do do the audio where it's like a song or a voiceover thing or whatever. That's cool. And it's so funny and fun, but I love how you, I just feel like I've watched you blossom as far as talking to the camera over, I don't know, over a couple of years and you were doing it so well in your stories. And now you also do it so well in your main feed. Um, how did that feel at first? Because I mean, it's not like everybody is some sort of on camera spokesperson to start with. And now we're all like expected to be on social media. Right. Did that, is that something that you feel like you had to work on and get better at? Um, I, I never felt it to be really hard. Okay. I feel like, um, I was doing it in stories. So I was used to it in stories And I'm a big advocate of people hearing your actual voice. Yeah. I think that it's important for people to hear your voice. That's why I like when people talk in their stories and when I can hear someone's voice, I feel more connected to them. And so that's a big thing for me. I want people to hear me and, um, people always comment on my facial expressions. I have a very expressive face (laughs) and, you know, it, it's again, it's that repetition of doing things over and over and then, um, making it work for you. So I like a combination of, you know, face to camera type stuff, me talking, and then along with it, some, some other things, you know, but, um, I really enjoy hearing people's voices and I wanted people to hear my voice. Right. Like right now, you probably feel very connected to us. You hear our voices. <laughs> there is something about audio though, for sure. No, I mean, even though that's combined with video, but yeah, no, I agree with you completely. Um, yeah, you're really, really good at that. And that that's cool that you felt you've, you've pretty much felt comfortable with that the whole time. That means that you've leaned into that strength, right? So for some people, it may not be a strength and you're going to have to get through that, but anybody out there, like if you have strengths that you can apply to your social media content do it (laughs) because why not? You know, you've got these things that you feel good about already and they're kind of like your thing and they can help you get into that groove. Um, okay. So talk to me about, um, what you would tell somebody like somebody starting out that they also have sensitive subject matter that they want to talk about on social media and they're new, but they're like, Sarah, I'm so nervous to even talk about it at all what the hell would you tell them if you had like a couple of minutes in a coffee shop together? (laughs) I would tell them to think about one thing to start. Think about one thing that you want to talk about that feels important to you, a message that you would like to get out there. And when you start with that one thing, you are often surprised at the amount of support that you will get and kind of the feedback or not everybody may comment on a post, but you may get DMs um, 
a month, six months, a year from now, people appreciating those things. I think it's important to know that it takes time and it takes time to build that trust, especially when you're dealing with sensitive subject matters. People need to trust you and feel connected to you. And I think it's really important to not um, just talk about you. People don't just want to hear like they want it to relate. They're looking to relate to you in some way. So yes, sharing pieces of your story or um, what you went through, but it's important to tie it all together and find the silver lining in it or what you did to overcome something um, and know that it's not going to um, necessarily be the answer for everybody, but it could be very beneficial for someone. And no, I always think about it as I'm trying to reach one person and one person, if they, you know, feel seen, if they feel heard by a post that I do, then that's awesome. But I also want to say that not everybody is going to feel comfortable in owning their, their discomforts in life. And so when you have sensitive subject matters it takes time for people to be ready to own what they're going through or to heal or to um, have that comfort level. And so it's a time thing, I think a lot. And for me, I've noticed that the more time that has gone on, the more people that I hear from in the DMs and the more people that are feeling comfortable saying, you know, I struggle with this too. And I really appreciate what you have to say. And that means a lot to me. That's a really good point that, that you're having probably more private conversations than you are public because of what you're talking about. It makes sense. Like not everybody's going to be like, let me just comment on all her stuff. So the whole world can see it, but that's just not how that's going to go. How, what about your advice on um, And that was so good. Uh, thank you. What about your advice on when someone gets those DMS? Maybe they're not as experienced as you are at it. So they're like, what do I say? Do I, do I just say thank you for like what, you know, I, I, what, what, cause you, cause in my opinion, what I noticed about you as a personality in general is that you're very um, accepting of whatever, like you'll let someone come in and you'll take that information and you'll accept it. And it's like, it's, um, it's welcoming and comforting is what is the way that I feel with you and probably how most people feel with you. So how can someone get to that point? Say they are going to start getting messages and it's something kind of serious they're talking about. What should they do? Thanks for saying I'm putting that. you on the spot. Yeah. Um, oh, geez. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> no, I think it's important to say more than thank you. People, I mean, that's just a really easy thing to say. Like, it's, I think when you take a little bit more time and you acknowledge what they're like, maybe it took a while for them to send that message. And so when you take a little bit of time and you, um, you know, have a thoughtful message back, or maybe um, they have a couple questions that they're wondering about, um, taking the time to answer those questions or to just, um, not pry into um, 
things that maybe they're not ready to talk about yet, but just get to know them a little bit better. Cause I think that so often, um, we're just trying to get through things and we're not taking the time to really like dig a little deeper and get to know people. And sometimes that can mean a lot just for you to reply, because I've had people say to me, like, you know, I know you're busy. Thank you for taking the time. And I don't ever want people to think that, um, I don't have time for them because that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to serve. Right. Okay. That's cool. Very good words of wisdom. Um, and then one more thing, what about how, what have you found when you talk about selling something, um, which is what you, you are doing with your, the services that you offer when it is this sensitive subject matter. So like that can be tricky too, right? Because you, like you just said, serving is important to you, whether there's money involved or not, like that's clearly where your heart is. And people, once they get to know you, they, they're going to know that immediately. Um, but it's going to take time for that. So how do you feel about like nurturing those relationships and your content? And then eventually getting to where it's like, if you want to buy this class, if you want to join us, you can, cause that's, does it feel tricky to you? It's very tricky. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's very tricky. And again, it, it's that trust thing. Yeah. Like people really have to trust you. And I know that I have a solid following of people that do trust me, but that doesn't mean people are ready to ask for help. Yeah. Wow. So they may be consuming my content and taking a lot of it in but that doesn't mean that they're ready to sign up for one of my master classes or to take part in the coaching services that I offer. Um, it's again, it's a time thing and everybody has to do things kind of in their time and it can be frustrating on my end, but I also know that there was a point in my journey where I was not ready. I was, I would, if someone was, you know, offering what I offer, I would have been like, I don't need help. Like, I don't need anybody. I don't need an outsider. But then when I got to a point when I was ready, then it was like, yes, okay, let's do this. Let's, you know, right. Do the thing. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, that's really important to mention because if someone, if someone, basically can, it can help someone out there manage their expectations in a way to to know that, you know, you just have to keep in mind in general with organic growth on social media to be patient, but especially with this type of situation, um, patience is going to come in handy and also persistence and consistency. So before we wrap up, I want to ask you about consistency because you are one of the most consistent mofos out there on social media that I know. And I know a lot of social media people um, what's up with that? How are you so consistent in coming up with, um, ideas and like, are there any little tricks or things that make it easier on you or how you do this or that or anything like that? Cause you are showing up solid. I'm persistent as hell and I will not give up. And, you know, I believe that what I do and what I offer is very necessary and it is very helpful. Um, for so many people. And it is a joy to serve other people and to help them through things that can feel really uncomfortable. But I want to always create a safe space. And so I 
think about times when I was struggling and I wish there was someone out there like me who could have been, you know, putting this information out there that I could relate to. So I continue showing up and I continue being consistent because I love it. I love to encourage people. I love to make sure that people know that they're supported and reels have changed things for me. And just that short video stuff is so impactful. And if you're open to it, and once you get going with it, it's just like, it's like a well-oiled machine. You can just go, go, go. So when I have these ideas for content, I just put a note in my phone or I put a reminder in my phone and I just have these ideas or I write things down. Um, Because when you think of them in five minutes, you might forget it. So when you have it down, then that idea can spur into another idea. Also, if people ask questions, in the DMs, if people are writing comments, um, you can use that as content as well. Um, Day-to-day life, we were out to dinner the other night and my husband gave a perfect example that I'm going to be using um, for a piece of content this week. Um, It's like one of those real life things. So you can't, you have to be open And know that, like, you don't have to just always sit down and be like, okay, so what am I going to talk about? You just have to think like basics. Not everybody knows what we know. And we have to break it down. (laughs) And we have to go back to the beginning. And we have to act like people don't know anything about what it is that we offer or whatnot. So that's really important. Right. Well, and it sounds like it's clearly kind of like top of mind for you, which is something that I've talked about a lot and something that I've tried to teach is that if you can just like anything else, you know, it's, it's a mindset thing. It's getting your, getting your priorities and your head straight and blah, blah, blah. Right. And it's turning it kind of into a habit, which doesn't sound very fancy or sexy, but it's true. And so you make that a habit, just like brushing your teeth. So you are thinking about it. So when you were sitting there with Jonathan and he says something and you're like, Ooh, okay, yes, that could be content, right? And it's it's because you've like trained your brain and you're, you just worked it into your life and it's normal in your life. And I think that's cool because it makes it like less of a chore and a struggle, right? Yes. And it's, you know, back in the day, I was always thinking about food. Well, now I'm always thinking about what kind of content can I put out that's going to help somebody else And you just look for these little things, these little bits and pieces throughout your day. And it's fun. And I think you're right. You do have to change your mindset around it. And if you have this negative feeling like this is a chore, this just feels so hard, just give yourself that grace and be like, okay, what will work for me? What works for me may not work for somebody else, but right now this is what's working for me and this is what feels good for me. And I'm going to keep going with that. And also I just have this sense deep down that something big is coming for me and this train's just going to keep a rolling because I will not give up. 
I agree with you 100%. Something very big is just around the corner for you, for sure. You are so solid in showing up consistently and just being such a good example to people that need your help and in a leader and all the things. So I, I am thankful for you. I'm thankful you're a leader in small business social society as well. You're so valued there. Everybody loves Sarah. I mean, like she should get like most popular 2022 award or some shit. Um, but no, I appreciate you so much. Okay. Hang on before we wrap up and tell everybody how to do your class. Um, in real housewives news, <laughs> Teresa got married yes. and I don't think that Melissa and Joe were there. Was that true? <laughs> I, I'm, I think, I mean, like I could be wrong. It was a rumor on TikTok. <laughs> I hadn't got that. I couldn't get past looking how high her hair was. It was I mean, that was some eighties princess hair or something. Yeah, it was major, but man, I am ready for like the scoop. I want to know, were they not at the wedding? Is that true? Like it's an exciting moment. I know <laughs> we need to know inquiring minds. Yeah, you know? it's very <laughs> priority, priority in life. Yeah. Sarah and I have lots of fun conversations about housewives and whatnot. I mean, you know, super serious, deep stuff. Um, <laughs> okay. Before I let you go first, tell everybody how they can uh, sign up for your, so we're almost at September when this is out. So what's happening in September with your masterclass? How can they get information, sign up and all that? Yeah. So my next masterclass will be on September 15th and the topic will be how to stop waiting on weight loss to start enjoying your life. And you can sign up through the link in my Instagram bio. Um, I have it on my Facebook bio, all of the bios. So, um, you can sign up that way. And if you have any questions, you can always send me a message, but I will be promoting that now. Oh, that is so, that's a very good topic because how many times are we all like, well, when I can wear these shorts again, then I'll start living my life. And it's like, holy crap, stop waiting. Um, okay. What about your, um, how to find you on social? So what are, we're going to put it in the show notes, but go ahead and say it out loud. Just in case somebody's looking you up right now, how they can find you everywhere on Instagram and TikTok. My handle is at I am Sarah Kramer. And then on Facebook, it's Sarah Kramer, fitness and intuitive eating coach. Okie dokie, Miss Sarah Kramer. Thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you so much. Love you, babe. Love you. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Clubhouse. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.